Welcome to Thug Crowd Radio. Please listen to this important disclaimer in its entirety. All participants of this Thug Crowd Radio episode are characters. None of the stories told during these episodes are based on facts, truth, or reality. All works of fiction displayed during this episode that resemble real-life situations are coincidental and are not meant to serve as guides or tutorials to commit any crimes in any country. Please consult an attorney for local laws and regulations. And as always, trust your inner criminal. Hello. Yo, yo. What's good? Hello. <laughs> yo. Um, it so, is the thugs. Yeah. With, uh, I guess this week we're, we got a bit of a recap on some, some exciting events that went down around, I guess it was around uh, B-Sides, San Fran, uh, Vendacon was on. <laughs> Coronavirus uh, Meetup 2020. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coronavirus Meetup, Goose Meetup. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Goose Meetup. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like Goose Meetup, of course. Goose. Hell, yeah. Goose Meetup. Meet <laughs> uh, yeah. So, thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in here. Um, been gone for two weeks, and we're back. We did a bunch of stuff. We went to – so, a few of us went out to San Francisco um for a bug crowd bug bash event and it was pretty wild we had a lot of fun did a lot of interesting things um found some weird bugs pretty cool that's why the uh caterpie and misty in the background there mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah no it was um it was pretty sick um so we we actually um it's called <laughs> this is stream that's a little bit um we uh, did a recorded interview with uh, Kevin Rosenbaum, um, formerly of Bug Crowd now, um, who ran the Bug Bash event, and he has a lot of cool stuff to say. I mean, it was basically just an interview of him and us in the middle of the entire thing before it was over. So some interesting perspectives on on what actually happened. And then if you saw any of the tweets from Bug Crowd or from us, um, you'll know some of the uh, some of the things that ended up happening. Uh, afterwards so cool. <laughs> uh, i believe we we're uh now proven to be the world's most famous snackers yes um, that's true identity is still unknown thanks to always carrying a ski mask and if you don't <laughs> so. never taking it off yeah so well, we we say what I would just say I recommend not putting it in your carry-on luggage uh, while on uh, while flying. Um, <laughs> put it in your checked luggage, but make sure you take it with you wherever you go. Yes. 
Um, so there was, um, what's it called? We, we did a, a, a couple of funny things. We, we actually uh, got um, thu.gg on Bugcrowd, um, like a little sign-in thing for guest visitors to check in. Um, so that was pretty cool if you saw that tweet. Um, shout out to them for letting us just lay waste to their environment. Um, <laughs> I'll put a link in the chat. Found some back doors. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we'll be playing an interview later um, in the night. They're probably like half halfway to the end of the show. Because um, it's kind of long. But so we, we have a couple of important announcements to make. Um, before we talk about any of the week stuff and the interview. So a cool thing is on March 20th and 21st, we are teaming up with the, Shell, correct me if I'm wrong, WRC CDC. CCDC. Off the top of my head, off the top of my head, I've, I've been trying to, to recite it and it sounds so unnatural. Western Regional Collegiate Cyber Defense Competition. <laughs> WRC CDC. <laughs> um, oh, also real quick too, um, we hacked the Twitter. So retweet that. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, it also looks like it says wrecked, which is pretty funny. Um, but so WRCC or CCDC, um, it's a collegiate. What is it? The collegiate cyber defense challenge. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's oh, basically it's basically a giant like attack and defend CTF with a bunch of different teams that are, uh, well, Shell, Shell has been involved in it um, for a bit. Um, yeah. And it's basically like a, a CTF that you can attack and defend. And or you're, you, if you're competing, you're trying to defend. People are, are attacking your system and you have to secure them in time. It's a bunch of uh, interesting things that happen through it. But so we uh, have the privilege of being able to do some, uh, some like Monday Night Football slash WWE like, like color commentary on the um on the at the event while it's live so we're going to be streaming that on this channel um march 20th and 21st it'll be all day for those things and we'll just basically have a bunch of different random like uh places to monitor on the network and be able to just uh also probably have a interface to to do something within the network environment so we might just have to run some like twitch polls or something um, you know, if we want to like say convert something to like I don't know, want to cry or something, or or start chumotting zero zero everything, or uh, send out a bunch of like null UDP packets to everybody, or I don't know. Oh, always yeah. find always find something funny to do. We'll have it all set up and uh, and everything. But yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So if you are around those days and want to hang out, we will be here um, March twentieth to twenty first. That is the Friday and Saturday in like a couple weeks. And um, yeah, it'd be pretty sick. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about it, Shell, though? Um, yeah, I always say that it's it's the most fun that you can have on a computer as a red teamer, <laughs> um, especially on the like in-person events because you get to see like the look of just like horror on the kids' faces. Um, um, you know, sometimes they have, right, they get, these kids get set up with like the, uh, you know, these boxes are created to be absolute hell. Uh, anything from, you know, just like Windows 2000, Windows XP boxes, or Solaris, or Miley Cyrus, uh, or Hannah Montana Linux, excuse me. <laughs> um, literally, like anything that you can think that would be like 
in your worst nightmares like it's there uh just you know eb all over the place it's just meant to be like the like the meanest uh net like network environment that you could drop a blue teamer into uh so there's eight blue teamers per team and then uh eight teams in the in the regionals you know what's really funny yeah. about that is that like windows 2000 is probably older like definitely nt is older than a lot of the people that are going to be participating oh yeah <laughs> like there's the like the people yeah. who build these boxes go out of their way like sometimes to great extents to make them uh insanely hard to use and insanely insecure like you know sometimes you get like wordpress 2 or something running that's just like it's a it's a marvel that they even got some of the stuff working um but it it's just so much fun um and like i said you get to right some they have all sorts of devices like it had uh yeah, phones ip phones they had uh cameras uh you know internet connected cameras in their rooms last year so we could watch them in real time as they slam their heads against their keyboards uh in uh, anger i think we're actually going to get to see some of that i'm not quite I'm not sure exactly what we're going to get to see but yeah i think we're going to get the video feed of uh these people's faces uh from both <laughs> sides is my understanding so we should yeah. see looks of terror and looks of delight simultaneously oh yeah i've 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 never laughed so hard in my life uh but yeah no it's it's like i said it's i'm going to be ha having a lot of fun and i'm sure that everyone watching will also be having a lot of fun uh because it is it's just insane <laughs> yeah no i'm pretty excited um so yeah we were talking with spicy wasabi um from wrc WRC. from the cdc yes yes from the so cdc yeah, he told us uh, a lot about the coronavirus. No, uh, so we've been working with them, and we're have more information as it comes out. We've got a confirmation about it today. Plus, well, since you're breathing into your mic, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be rocking it uh, soon. So, um, you know, it's pretty sick. I'm excited for it, and keep an eye out on our Twitter for that. Um, so, I guess the the next big thing we got to say is. Um, I guess, yeah. So drop this into the chat real quick. So here we go. So <clears throat> basically, we are going to be uh, not, not streaming anymore and like kind of end the thug crowd streams. Um, we're doing it. The last episode will be on next two weeks from now, March 17th. And we'll kind of just have a bunch of people on and just like talk about stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, we are going to have to end it because it's just kind of getting to be a lot of overhead that we can't really maintain because all of us, um, which all of us have day jobs and families and things and companies just uh, chill for a bit. Um, but what we're going to try to do, you can't quote us exactly on this. I mean, it's in the little note, but we are going to try to, to, um, to basically turn our website into like a, a way to automate like a feed of content that is similar to like our show notes with all of our the stuff that we want to share, all the things that our group thinks is interesting, and have all that in like a real like a real time feed that you can look at and like have some of our stuff indexed as well, of our show notes and, and 
um, links that we've already shared, random discoveries that we've had, and just have all that like searchable and automated so that we can just push to it from our chat and um, be able to share stuff with you guys. Um, Cause we basically like, we want to be able to like, you know, select content that we like, cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of blogs, there's a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of like, you know, things that are very similar to what we do. Um, but we don't particularly like is anything that is commercial or anything that has ads or some sort of weird slant. It's like a thinly veiled promo or paywalls. You know, sort of like yeah. weird thing trying to sell you a product at the end of the day. Uh, we don't have anything to sell you. We don't care what you buy. We don't care if you listen or not. We just want to be able to share stuff that we think is useful. And so we want to be able to have some way to aggregate that stuff as a group um, and have that pushed out there as well as we do our own research. And, you know, we have our Safari exploration, we have exploit development people. Uh, we work on stuff all the time, different open source projects. We contribute to things. Um, and so we want to be able to just focus on that and have a way to interface and, and share, you know, blogs, streams, whatever we end up making um, in like a unified fashion that is, I guess, I don't know, that's less, less overhead than, than having to organize a podcast. Yeah. yeah. I think as well, like a lot of, like a combination of day job and, uh, and also podcast stuff for us is wading through NetSec, Hacking News, um, InfoSec Twitter, which is completely trash. <laughs> um, you know, uh, mainly like just, just every, like every Slack I'm in, every, like I steal links from, if you know me, I've stolen your link, unless you're terrible. <laughs> but like, there's so many places that the links come from, like that, that, that our show notes come from. And that's sort of, sort of like our, uh, our prime pick, I guess. So like we've read so much garbage to find that those, I guess like gems, it might not always be like the absolute best thing of the week, but we try and put things in there with purpose. Um, yeah. And I feel like if we, if we have this sort of way that we're doing this, we're not worried about trying to fill up content or fill up the slots for a week or make sure that we have enough things to share. I mean, just that's what comes with the territory when it becomes routine. Um, and so we definitely want to be able to do something that's, you know, when we when we post something we want to just mean it and not it not be something that we've just scheduled for ourselves and have to do um because if you know anything about hackers um hackers don't like schedules or routines or you know things that require them to feel like they're forced to do something and so i'm saying that we're forced to or 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 you know someone's coercing us to do a podcast or something but it's just something that we wanted to do i mean this whole thing started out as like a like literally a joke that went way too far on irc um as most things that we've done are um it's a you know it's it's very it's very difficult sometimes because we, we nothing we've ever done has ever really been planned it's always been like flying by the seat of our pants like we're up at three in the morning like eyes bloodshot just like making up some bullshit meme and then it turns into something that sometimes becomes really cool and so i don't want i we tried to change our workflow and that didn't work we tried to organize more that didn't really work either and so i feel like it just comes down to like you know what there's a lot of amazing podcasts out there if you love the podcast format we have a few listed in our bbl page definitely check out risky business was probably the reason that i've chose this format when we started this thing out 
um, you know, just the uh, news and then interview after. It's very classic format. It's awesome. Um, check his stuff out if you are up, want to keep up with that stuff. He has an awesome perspective. Um, him and uh, Metal Storm, sometimes Alex Stamos. Um, but yeah, those uh, those dudes are sick. If you like that kind of format, there are tons of people that are doing this stuff. If you want to start a podcast or a stream, do it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but also make sure that if you do it, uh, that you are realistic with yourself and that you have some sort of uh, structure from the start um, because otherwise you'll end up like us and just do streams for a solid year straight and then just crash and burn and then never be able to fully recover. <laughs> but there's also like, uh, you have to remember there's all like, um, oh man, I totally like lost my train of thought. I looked at the chat. That's a terrible idea. But um, yeah, like with, with, our stre- like with streaming and whatever, like, do it when you have something to do like when we're doing it a lot of the time um yeah we're doing it because we've got a date and we're making we're like all right let's get everything we need for this date whereas you know if it's three in the morning and i want to and i'm like oh my god i just got this idea or like i just found this bug or i just want to work on this thing then that's that's probably a better time um and that's another thing I wanted to just point out as well, we're not going to drop the channel or anything. And in fact, we're working on a, uh, a method to make sure that we can make the channel more useful and have um, other people's streams uh, pushed out to all of our, you know, we've had the discussion about Pornhub, Periscope and, and all the other places that our stream actually goes. So um, yeah, how other people can also take advantage of uh, the hardships that we had to go through of getting banned from platforms. Um. <laughs> yeah no so we've built a really good rapport with a lot of places and it's really cool i mean a lot of people have worked with us a lot of people have wanted to work with us and we want to just continue to be able to do that but we just we don't have to do a podcast we can do it any other way um so i know a lot of people have enjoyed the streams it's we have a lot of diehard you know people that, that tune in every single week and it's amazing like thanks to everybody who's done that there's people who've been watching since we first started before we even had a name uh, you know, so it's just been, it's been really cool. There's been a lot of amazing people that have been involved. A lot of amazing people who have watched it and contributed to our, to our, our community and people who started out as, as fans of the show who ended up coming into our community and then, you know, working on really cool projects with us. Like we love that. We're still going to continue our community. We're still going to work together on stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just podcast is just a little too much. Um, it's been interesting though, because we, we all, a lot of us started out with in Doug Crowd as um, either not having a job or being like underemployed, like not working with tech or anything. And it's been really crazy to see how in like two years, every single one of us that was like that pretty much um, ended up getting a job or working in the field or finding some relevant experience that they could use, which is really, really cool. Um, that's probably been one of the most interesting parts of this whole thing is that working together as a community where everyone was able to kind of like level up together. Um, and so I'm really, uh, I'm really grateful for all that. Um, I've benefited significantly from learning from all you guys and talking with everybody. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. I gotta say about it. It's worth mentioning that it's like, uh, right. Like we're still going to be doing stuff, but instead of just doing, you know, the same thing we can we out, like we're just going to wait till we have like real cool stuff to do. Yeah. Cause we want to be able to continue to do events and stuff like like we were talking about like, some of the best times we ever had have been like the weird 
streams that we've done, you know, yeah. like more than the podcast. Like when we do the 24 hour stream, whenever we've done any sort of collaborative, like random streams that we've streamed from hotel rooms or <laughs> things like that, like that's a lot more fun. And it, it's very difficult with this format because we're, none of us are in the same room as each other. And it's it's super hard to to our country like we're all yeah, we're, we're like, all pretty yeah. much in different geographical regions <laughs> yeah different countries different continents and so it's it's very very challenging um because we're all friends we all work together we talk every day um and so it's it's very hard for us so we want to still be able to do some events and some things um but they'll basically just be for special occasions um but yeah. So I don't know um, if anybody else has anything to say on this. It's been it's been quite quite wild here. I think um, just on our chat as well, like Matrix, uh, will stick around, and I guess from time to time we can still put out challenges because we do still like that's still where we uh, we chill and mm -hmm. that's not going anywhere. Uh, and that's again like that's the source of our content aggregation is the other thing as well. So for now that's still there and hopefully we'll have a there's a couple of challenges that have been in the works for a while that i guess we should we should probably pull out of the bag <laughs> yeah no absolutely it's just been tough because i mean again we all have so many different things going on and so it's hard to like manage all these sort of things and we don't you know we don't make money off of this everything we have is just like goes into our infrastructure and random projects and stuff so like this is just a part-time like labor of love kind of thing and so um but we want to get people in we just the thing about that too um with challenges is a, a lot of people have, have or some people have have found um like been frustrated with that whole concept and it's it's hard but honestly we were, we were talking about it and we haven't had nearly as many problems in the past year on matrix as we did in a year on discord <laughs> like significantly like exponentially less challenges <laughs> Um, it's regarding people, um, which is cool, but we definitely want to get everybody in here who is awesome and positive and wants to work on stuff with us, uh, into that. So just keep an eye out for it. And yeah. also, if you did not get your CLSSP, just contact me directly at NetSpooky, um, because I know there's some people that didn't get it. So, um, just DM at NetSpooky and we can go over the details for it. Like and if you feel like that you like didn't get it, like I don't have mine. <laughs> like let's just like let's just get that out of there like nobody was neglected like i literally don't have mine because yeah i yeah. i gave i gave rqu his finally his <laughs> finally these were the first ones that he was like number seven so yeah um <laughs> but we'll we'll get every, get them to everybody it's just it's been it's been tough we've we've had challenges you've seen a lot of them play out in in real time on on the internet um but we want to uh you know show it to everybody that has helped us out and we value everybody who has been involved with us in any way um so yeah uh we'll probably share that link i guess <laughs> i didn't really know how to share it because it's I, I was like yesterday i just i wrote this whole thing out and then i just found that ship tune green day song and i'm like okay this is getting ridiculous i don't know how to like share this without seeming like sappy or something i don't know yeah i don't um, with we had to put like a lot of greets in there we i know we missed a lot of people we missed a lot um, of people yeah i mean we stole yeah like we stole links from so many people <laughs> yeah so many people think that have just helped us in so many ways um so yeah um but yeah also we have the list of content creators at the bottom there 
I mean, we have the podcast we love, all the Twitch streamers, a lot of us in here that, that streamer on there um, with like their uh, other handles on there too. Follow everybody who's on there. Follow all the YouTubers that we love, um, you know, those kind of stuff. Like people that like we see that are out there that are doing like actual hacking shit, like people who are like, you know, doing hacking stuff or explaining stuff in a cool way. Um, we want to be able to highlight those people and uh, show them off. But yeah. Um, sorry, let me have any words on that before we. I mean, yeah. I think just kind of as a recap, um, everything that this show and community started to do kind of blew up out of proportion in both really great ways and like the ways a lot of us talk with each other and how we interact and some ways weren't as expected with like upkeep with the show and starting to, for things to start to become a grind. But I think overall, it's definitely worth noting how crazy, like how much has just changed in like two ish years, I think mm-hmm. like from personal relationships between us here in the show or in the chat and projects we've done. You mentioned how we all kind of like leveled up together. It's not, I, I don't think that that's, should be taken for nothing. I think that's like a huge deal and we all appreciate what's happening. Yeah. Or what's happened. And I think everyone who's been listening regularly has in some way or another interacted with the stream more directly than just listening. So we're all still going to be out there. Yeah. No, I mean, very important to highlight that we do have a very strong community and a lot of people who have just come on and, just started helping us working on things, just random stuff. Like literally like all the things that we do, as I said, are just all fly by night, like fly by the seat of our pants sort of things that every once in a while turn into something really cool. Um, and I don't know, it's just like been the nature of people on the internet. The internet started 4,000 years ago. Um, <laughs> it started before <laughs> YouTube actually. Yeah. <laughs> ever, ever since God put the dinosaurs in the ground. Yeah, to test uh, to test your faith. Yeah, yeah. God, God created the internet to test your faith. So, I'm at it. My faith has definitely been tested by the internet <laughs> time and time again. Faith has definitely tested me on the internet. On the internet. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, there's a lot of good stuff in our good reads um, and news and everything i realized i literally forgot the resources section like before i posted it which is really funny there's some cool stuff in there though um really funny thing if you are a bbc micro um uh programmer in any capacity or if you're familiar with uh basic commands um there is a bot bbc micro bot if you tweet at it um any bbc micro code or basic code um it'll it'll like render a gif of like what the output is which is like the coolest thing i've seen in a while I linked somebody who had done a um, who had done a uh, game of life simulation in there. That was that was done by like some. He described it. It's basically like like doing like some some like uh, shell code injection, pretty much. It's pretty sick. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool uh, cheats as well. Yeah, there was. Uh, uh... There's a POC for um, OpenBSD, the default SMTP, uh, mm-hmm. local privilege escalation that uh, is hopefully unpatched because everybody has to go and patch their own OpenBSD uh, boxes. Um, mm-hmm. Take the, that, nerds. 
the MediaTek thing as well. I also like the yeah, Intellian um, satellite controller uh, RCE. Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that POC really annoyed me. There was a POC that came out. It was one of those like Python hundred line to do something you could do with curl. But um, yeah, there's POCs, POCs out for that as well. Yeah. I was following a bunch of cool stuff in Safari. Um, <laughs> some really interesting things. Um, trying to think of what is the best one we found so far. The no before. No before is too. Oh, hard. yeah. All the no before trainings, you can get them by a dork. So rip to Kevin. Um, <laughs> literally, there's a dork that Bane found that, like, it's just every. Well, it says one result. You got to just do the with the results submitted or uh, omitted. Um, but yeah, it's just all the, the no before LMS training courses that your work probably makes you sit through are there. So yeah, do what you will. <laughs> yes. Yeah, study, study Kevin material. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not really anything that's like too, too world shattering, but it's definitely funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all that. Oh, OVH bypass up Pi two was one of my favorite scripts that I found in a while. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like a three megabyte Python file that's just like doesn't do anything at all. It's just backdoored. Um, the best kind. Yeah. Interesting story too, though. I love that coronavirus um, NASA images that have China's like the air around China just like clearing up. After the coronavirus, <laughs> like because everyone's just, staying in, inside. Yeah, I just I I don't know people people talk about climate change, talk about pollution, and it's like oh it's whatever, like, but you literally just see this like effect of just like oh great like the world is going back to normal, and it's just like oh why because the fucking virus that just shut down humanity for like a lot of people. <laughs> just yeah. takes uh you know a new plague. Yeah. Although, like, do you guys remember oh, that game Pandemic 2? It's like a Flash game. I think it got released on mobile. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plague Inc. Yeah, and you have to it make... Was, it, was, it was banned in China. <laughs> of course it was. And you had, uh-huh. to, you had to make a, a, a pathogen of some kind, like whether it, you could choose, like, a virus, a bacteria, or, like, a, or a uh, parasite, and then <laughs> mutate it so that you could get, like, maximum coverage of the whole world, and you can only win the game... Uh, by killing everybody which is the best game and um <laughs> like like wiping out humanity and the hardest places to get to are madagascar and and greenland before they shut down the ports and airports like so once we know that there's confirmed <laughs> cases in madagascar and uh and greenland then that this could be it guys yeah. <laughs> if i've learned anything from video games it's how to wipe out the world with a pathogen so <laughs> oh yeah, the places. The coronavirus paste bin dump was pretty cool. Where did that go? That was pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, like the COVID nineteen paste bin dump. This is like a. Is this DNA or RNA? It's some NA. Some NA. Marked um, as NA. But it, it's it has like it has like ASCII art and it has like frac fifty nine. And it's like coronavirus, full release, no loaders, no water Mars, water <laughs> Mars. Greetings then, too. Gr- greetings fly too, and then just like all the research. <laughs> and 
and to those like NFO by Alfred. Like it's and it's literally in, in like um called like uh DOS code page. Um yeah. was it CP2 or four three seven? Um <laughs> pretty cool scene release. Very very classic, yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I love the like a lot of people who um like anytime there's like a virus or, or epidemic like this, like people people start becoming uh you know virus hunters and then people who are in malware like to like to talk about it too because it's similar to actual viruses or no computer viruses actual viruses are similar yeah. to computer viruses. Yeah. I had uh, a few good talks uh at uh B sides about about this was uh was very very interesting yeah to hear people's the, the uh, press takes on it yeah that the the consumption of actual coronas like the beer is down yeah always <laughs> always always interesting <laughs> um yeah it's very strange there's been a lot there's been so much like random stuff that just kind of goes to show a lot of interesting things like um like Amazon pulling all those different items that were capitalized on coronavirus and things like that. Like people just selling like bullshit stuff. Yeah, Pinterest has been uh, basically they only allow you to see posts from like verified like health organizations on their site when you look up coronavirus. Yeah. Because you know it's one of those sites where people uh, like mommy bloggers and whatnot spread a lot of actual like terrible misinformation. The best uh, right. site for health advice. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where you get a lot of people uh, who are very into the website, who are very into alternative medicine and mm. that kind of stuff. And so they literally, when you look up like coronavirus on Pinterest, it will only show you like information from like actual international health departments and was good health agencies. Yeah, which is a really neat take on uh, you know kind of trying to tide the spread of uh, disinformation and like good on him. So uh, we're going to get over the news. We should probably start to start to move over. Oh, yeah, we, we should have do a pre-record. Yeah, we should do the interview. You got the interview? I do, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. we can do the interview. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. So, all right, let's, um, let's play that. It's 35 minutes long, and then we'll come back and we can just wrap up real quick. So, yeah, this will be an interview with uh, – with Kevin Rosenbaum, who is no longer with Bug Crowd, um, but was there last week. And so if you do hear this interview and you like Kevin, um, you should definitely uh, give him a call. At Absolutely Rosen at hire Rosenbaum. Kevin Rosenbaum Amazing if you need dude. someone to run your live events. Very solid dude who built up a lot of stuff. You, you'll be able to hear in an interview, though, I guess, so how we feel about him. So I guess just roll yeah. the tape, uh, DMZ, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back after it's done. All right. Hello, everybody. We're here at the Bug Bash, San Francisco, Bug Crowd Headquarters. Um, everybody who's here, I guess you want to say hi and hello. Spectres, hi. Michelle. Buses can fly. Are you? you? Uh, my name's Kevin Rosenbaum. I'm Rosenhaus on Twitter, and I'm in charge of the Bug Bashes at Bug Crowd. Hell yeah. Awesome. So we've been here. It's the second day so far. We might have some other recordings, um, so you might hear them attached to this one. Um, but yeah, so we've all been here working on our project. Can we say it? I don't think we can say it, right? 
Yeah, the company's public. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're working for a company. Carla. It's Arlo. Yeah, Arlo cameras. Cameras, IoT still. Pretty sweet. So, um, I guess first, uh, uh, what are the first impressions everyone's had so far? Yeah. NA circa 2020. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Donut, help me, please." <laughs> <laughs> found some dupes. Found some bones. Got some shells. Yeah, a fair bit of us have been have worked with this exact yeah. program in a previous batch yeah. about a year ago. Yeah, stepping into it fresh. Uh, it's been it's been pretty cool. There's a lot of a lot of stuff to explore. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of really neat stuff. A lot of stuff that's like uh like, like third party vendor stuff. It's definitely mm -hmm. on scope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets real tough because there's so many um like different providers and different you know just everything every technology that can be abstracted away to another company. Hence uh conferences like RSA. Yeah. We have entire Stacks for very minute, minute yeah. details about Stacks things. for managing your stacks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been interesting to see all that kind of stuff uh, from this perspective. Um, yeah. Pretty cool though. Yeah. Um, Learned but, a lot. Learned a lot about hardware stuff. Was, yeah. Hardware stuff's the best. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nope. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's a little bit hard because you guys are kind of competing against yourselves? Because I know that Spectres, buses, uh, Q, like you guys literally rocked this event last year, and it's. You know, it's cameras. You can only innovate so much in a year. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that you guys are competing with yourself in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Something I was actually super excited for was coming back to here with the same company, not the exact same targets because they've obviously updated firmware and hardware and all that stuff. But just to see like how far I've personally grown in a year and getting being with like aware of stuff and terminology and just being able to generally how comfortable I am with field and stuff. It's it's nice to see how much changes in a year. Yeah. yeah. I think the pressure definitely mounts within a year because every time I go back to the car hacking bug bash, for example, I always want to like break a record, like of my own, right? Like so, I always prepare like the full year ahead usually. Mm -hmm. This one I like had a lot less time in terms of preparation, but like I still was preparing months ahead yeah. and just like trying to find different things to enumerate. And, like, Absolutely. I mean, I think it's been kind of crazy to watch your methodology. Well, everybody hears methodology, including the hackers not in the room. It's that everybody kind of takes it from such a insanely different angle where it, one, as somebody who's in charge of community, this has 100% validated a lot of my beliefs, like diversity of crowd, getting people from different backgrounds, not just having the same 10 people at your events. Like, there's value there. There's a lot of value there. And it's really been cool watching everybody connect um this will this tweet will be long since gone in the forgotten memories of uh twitter but i mean it was really cool we got uh the dumpster fire crew working with reese ellsmore who's you know all-time australian hacking legend it's kind of cool where you get those moments really only at batches like this and it's cool to see how those things definitely evolve and hopefully we'll get to talk about his bone in the near future uh but it's something that like he's been very outspoken that if he wasn't talking with everybody in this room and everybody outside this room and the main event floor, he doesn't get those type of bugs without the type of knowledge and communication and conversations with all of you guys. I think that's like the biggest thing about the bashes themselves is it's just, it's talking to different people. Yeah. So we have our, like, you know, your crew for your area of expertise, like our hardware crew and stuff like that, but it's so much fun talking to the specifically web people or stuff like that. And everyone gets to branch out a little bit, but you cover a lot more area all at once. Oh yeah, and it's like everyone's like shit. Like when you find something, like you like pass it along to other people, like help you chain it, and like that's a really nice thing about like 
being able to add like participants to bugs and stuff now. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a game changer. It makes people like want to work together. Like, yeah, yeah. no, because it's like one of the things that's interesting. Like, we submitted some things, and then um, who was it? R two, that yeah. their name. Um, yeah. Had found something, and I had found something similar to it, but I was like, yeah, it's probably nothing there. It's probably not that important. But then he turned it into something cool, and I took the thing that I found, turned it into something also cool, and, and then you guys turned it into something even cooler. And so then, yeah, it's really cool to see that because it's, it's yep. it, you know, when you do stuff like this alone, if you're doing like like more method methodical research, it's um, it's like challenging if you're working like only on your own because you like. You know, it's not like a self-doubt, but it's more just like a, I know there's cooler stuff out there, there's more interesting things out there. I'm gonna go chase that, but then you like sometimes forget about the little smaller things that you can you know build off of. So it's it, the collaboration thing is really cool. I like yeah. that. I think yeah. you also you miss you miss a lot when you're working alone that you'll never realize that you you skipped over something or like you just didn't think of something that one moment. But being around you know a decent number of people. It's when you start bouncing ideas off, you start to pick up on some things you just quickly skipped over that can develop into something absolutely huge. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's also nice like being like motivated to do stuff by the people around you who are doing the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have like a lot of times like I'm like so scatterbrained, I'm like trying to go through like huge amounts of information. It's mm -hmm. like it's hard to like uh, yeah, it's hard to like focus on one thing for me. So yeah. it's nice to be able to like sit down and have someone. Like, or have, like, obviously, multiple people to, like, focus on one thing with. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, we have, like, so we, we, we have our, our chat that we do um, for Matrix is the, the chat, like, platform that we use. And um, we have, like, a big research channel where, like, we've, we've found bugs and submitted bugs to, like, bug mining programs through just collaboration. Like, we'll sit there, like, Hermit is very good. She's not in the room right now, but very good at finding, like, really solid entry points that no one has ever seen before yeah. and somehow we just all jump in on stuff and like same shell always finds stuff too it's like random things like google dorks and things and it, it turns into like oh crap like this whole crazy thing happened and you know we end up finding things and disclosing stuff and you know putting out research and stuff uh so it's pretty cool to see because that we've we've that's been like a crucial part to like building our own community and so it's cool to see it with bridging other communities and other people from parts of the world um, together in sort of same, like, let's all just hammer in on one thing and everyone find something crazy. So, yeah, I'm really digging that part. What do you think, Kevin, from, like, do you have any, do you have any, like, expectations for us as kind of, a, like, a crew and a group of friends coming into this on how we need to act towards these things or interact with people that, like, you know, we're in a part of, specifically, like, in big airports here, like, we're in a part of the crowd or, like, because we all sort of know each other, we're familiar, but, like, did you have any expectations for that? You guys know each other? <laughs> oh, I thought I just hit the jackpot when I'm like, man, these kids really seem to get along. Um, I'm going to just get a little bit mushy because that's my only mode. Um, I expect greatness from you guys, but I think that, that greatness is often overlooked. I think that your guys' biggest strength is, yeah, okay, I'm going to appease your egos. You guys are all badass hackers. You break shit. You get stuff done. You guys give me my P1s. You get your hammers. It's great. I think that's only maybe a third of any of your value. I think your guys' ability to rally and get people behind you and get the best out of those who are around you is really why I bring you guys. Um, like Spectre's in the corner, like he's hugely important for me because I've seen him interact with people like uh, Ian, uh, my own team, Bree, 
Abigail, Lola the dog. Shout out to Lola. Um, but like, I think they galvanize and create this energy into the group that I don't get from most groups of people because I'm sure I'm going to get hated on by a lot of people, but you guys are special from other groups because you can get the best out of those around you. Um, at the Detroit Bash, I mean, there was multiple times where I think on like, especially day two, we just hit this hard wall of things weren't coming. Uh, there was a pair of Ukrainian hackers like really going away to car and uh, you can really tell somebody by their music choice. I think they went from ACDC to like Slayer within 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, emotionally, I should go check up in on that. And I personally could focus on really talking to the unnamed car client, who I hope we're going to bleep out if I let it out accidentally. Yeah, cool. Nice editing team. Um, but there's a time when I didn't have to go over there because Nico was cracking up and making them laugh and remember that this is fun. We're hacking stuff. And they literally ended up getting one of the best bugs in the night. Yeah. And it was like really cool to see that happen. And like, I feel respect to this. The reason they were going after that bug is because of the, like the chain of exploits we were trying. It was because like they were looking for a specific cert and then they were like, oh, what happens if we check if that off process works or not? And that fucking thing was crazy. Like, if, yeah. like looking at like the, the way they were like implementing their attack over and over was just really interesting. Um, and then, like, talking to them after, obviously, like, outside just randomly. I, right before they left, they, they explained, like, how their methodology and how they went about it. And they were like, yeah, it turns out it just didn't work. It's like, it's like oh, wow. <laughs> so I could have changed a zero to a one, literally. And, like, fucking, that was crazy. Um, exactly. But yeah. it's, most people keep that opinion to themselves. They don't collaborate. They're not willing to bring the community up. And that's what I get with these people in this room. That's why I'm always down to hack with you guys. Like, you bring the communities around you up with you, and that's such a great point of view. It's something like else. A, a level of trust that's built around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, like, being able to give other people information that, you know, you're like, I'm going after something separate, but, like, here's useful information about X thing. And then they go off and they get, like, grow wings and find a bunch of other stuff, too. I think it's yeah. really nice consistently between the bug bashes that we've done and been a part of, there's never not been some sort of situation where someone finds something, shares it with something, they take that further, they share it back, the other person takes it further, and you just keep escalating what you're finding yeah, because you're yeah. sharing it back and forth. Yeah, and it's like, at every every step of the way, like, you're going to have, like, hurdles that you'll run into. But, like, you're, like, because you're, your area of expertise is so much different than everyone else's. So, like, when, like, you can escalate up one, like, up one like link in the chain, someone else can do it again, 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 and again. It's like it's nice that you can like get past those things. What yeah. are like some things you guys wish you could improve on, like during the events? I think a lot of frustration. This is kind of almost tangential, but I think a lot of frustration that we get, like whenever someone's feeling really bummed out or like burned or something is going on, it's usually because some sort of tooling isn't working out. Yeah. It's it's the dumb stuff where like. For me, I can't set up this like RF dongle or like dependencies or failing. You need to like troubleshoot the stuff from 2012 that no one's fixed. It's just that's where the difficulties are. But when it, if it's something really program specific, like content specific, like you're having trouble figuring this bug out that you've already found, it's that's I feel like that's rare for that to be the point of frustration because there's so many people around you that you just start talking to, and that just almost immediately starts getting figured out. Yeah. And all the the wrinkles are really just from like kickups on the way that aren't related to the actual research itself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the like even 
I guess pre-submission for me, organization is like a key thing that is hard to come by. Like organizing like thoughts and like that's something I've like continuously tried to work on. Oh yeah. Like you have the wiki, for example. That's yeah. like extremely helpful to have, right? And then sharing that, how does how do I get my point across to other people is like the main issue that I'm struggling with personally, right? Because yeah, we can go and get like twenty random bugs, but like how do we chain these all together to create massive P ones, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you disseminate the information? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right. And bring everyone up at the same time yeah. so you can all find more shit. And that's definitely like the most frustrating part. And then like post submission, it's how do I get my IE? How do I get the impact across to, you know, these people that are running this program, for example, yeah. right? And it's based off of the organization free submissions, mm -hmm. in so, my opinion. Another cool occurrence is like, it, maybe not so far in this specific batch, but in the past what we've had is we've sat down with the OEM. Like at a oh, table, you just you go there. They sit down, and you're looking at the same laptop screen. You're going back and forth and talking there, and it's just so much more effective than any form of digital communication with that kind. Like where you have the engineers who built the thing, they're sitting down, they're like, like talking to you about certain stuff, or like oh, when we did an automotive bash, people are coming up and giving us the hardware that we're looking at. Yep. You're just like, hey, I thought oh. I was responsible for making this. That was one of the coolest things at the unnamed automotive bash. Was I think. Did I say it? No. no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had said it. Oh, no. Uh, so, my marketing people are listening to me. That's why they probably figured this out. And I accidentally let it slip in a different interview who it was. And they were like staring at me like, what? I didn't say it. Listen back to it. 110% said it. <laughs> <laughs> we have so, a, we'll use a Roblox sound of. We, uh, nice. Okay. Bad, so. Got Roblox it. Roblox yes. um, But I think, like you were saying, one of the coolest parts of it was, let's let's be honest, digital security is a niche thing in engineering, in product and everything, right? Well, all security is. I mean, like, people don't even think about locks on their doors. I mean, if you're at the bug crowd office, there's a lock on the bar back door that doesn't go all the way. Nobody come and steal from our office. It has been fixed by the time this thing has come out. But I think, I think one of the coolest things that's happened was, there's an engineer here and one of the project heads like said, oh, they often work in isolation, don't ever get to see their work in action. And then I wanna believe, uh, it was, can't remember who it was, but they asked him about the part. Dude lit up, eyes went wide, ran back to his office, which I thought was like a couple blocks, you know, or a couple like, you know, turns away. Turns out it was on the other side of this massive complex. <laughs> and ran back maybe in 10 minutes, sweaty as hell with one of the original parts, he's like, you need to check this out. Because this dude never gets to show off his skill, never gets to show off his work, and it's a huge positive when people, like, one, appreciate the cool security measures. When people are like, I can't figure this out, I bet you that made his day. Yeah. How about that SGW? Yes. I yes. still have it. It was, it was, I put it yes. on, like, a family Christmas tree this past season. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, like, that dude was so hyped, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was, yeah. like, it was so, for context, this is the the gateway on on a vehicle, this, the, the security gateway. Yeah, it's a, it's a niche piece of thing that you don't get to um, specifically poke at a lot, but yeah. We got that story mentioned in one of our wrap-up emails. Like, they yeah. viewed that as a criteria of success for this. Mm -hmm. And, like, I understand, like, if I can get on a soapbox real quick, sure. is that, um, yeah, cool money's tight and all, like, commercialism, woo, make them ducats, right? That's not what people remember at the end of the day. I mean, this thing's about those intangibles, those emotional feelings. I'll always view that as success because we made somebody's 
month. We made somebody's year. We made somebody's holiday season. Mm-hmm. Like, going out with um, even everybody in this room, most people in this room, like, into the night in Detroit and seeing the smiles on your face and then the higher-ups who came to visit for some reason at the party, like, halfway through. And, you know, they were like, oh, I'm here to meet, you know, the hackers, you know, and so fine bovine, you know, is dressed up like Ted Kaczynski, you know, throwing footballs, you know, like, you know, giving people random compliments all around the building. And this dude's like, this is, these are the people that like destroyed our systems. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, cool. And his perception of what a hacker is supposed to be, there's air quotes there, what a hacker is supposed to be is forever and irreparably damaged because he no longer views them as this weirdo in a basement or somebody trying to break in. He sees him as a fully functional, three-dimensional human being, and that's what we want. That is a big yeah, deal. I guess you know the, I, that's something that I really like respecting about about Bounty stuff is like being able to bridge that gap. Because I guess somebody who's like I've done research for a long time, and, like had so like just so many just horrible hair pulling moments of trying to contact anybody, which we're in the process of right now currently, yeah. right? But the thing is, is that they're fewer and far between. Like, I remember previously, that was the only thing that I ever experienced, so I never said, never shared anything. A lot of people I know never share anything because they're like, no one's going to care, no one's going to listen, there's no way to even talk to it. And it feels pretty nice and validating when you do get to work with organizations and they understand, and you talk to them, and you're not just talking to some random person. It's like somebody who understands what you're saying. It could even be somebody who actually developed the thing and I think it's really valuable because, like, that's one of the things, the, the reasons why people tend to be more isolated and, you know, more cloistered um, because they don't feel like they're able to actually share anything or get any value from it. They're just like, oh, I found this crazy thing. It's horrible. Nothing's going to get done. And it just feels like there's no real end to, there's no, like, happy ending and that kind of stuff. And I feel like this kind of thing helps enable some of those kind of, like, uh, I guess, happy endings in, in research, which is nice. Yeah. I mean. I hope that we're getting a lot of happy endings of this batch. That's a weird word. I'm going to stop using happy endings. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to make sure everybody here gets a satisfying conclusion okay. to their event. Still not better. Yeah. I want you guys to get paid. There we go. You guys yeah. happy there. We got there. Like That's always the end goal, and it's cool to have people like get that. Um, yes. But, yeah, I, I know. I love the community aspect of this. I'm legit. We talked about this at dinner last a little bit like I'm so immensely honored for all of you guys to take time out of your lives and coming from the different corners of the planet because I'm sure nobody knows where any of you guys live they're all from Europe by the way guys they're definitely not you know US based um, uh, uh, but it's <laughs> but it's like it's crazy to think that you guys could be doing really anything with your time here you guys could be going to RSA hanging out on the floor you yeah, know be a lot of fun. rubbing <laughs> shoulders with you know the best people in the industry like Kevin Minnick and John McAfee you know, just real all-stars and champs and kings. Man, there's a lot of frustration on your guys' face. Um, but, like, the fact that you guys choose to spend it with me, my team of Bug Crowd, it's really kind of honor. Like, it's an honor to me. I'm honored to have you guys here. And so, like, it's important to, like, recognize those type of moments and get satisfaction through that as well. Yeah. One of the, so I had a, the only question that I had written down was just, I guess, to get your understanding from it. Because a lot of people, we, we still try to explain it to people. Not everybody understands really what we're doing, even in our, like, group, you know? Yeah. Um, but from, like, a community perspective, from, like, a company perspective, like, why is an event like a Bug Bash important, and why should there be more of them? Well, Bug Bashes are important because they pay my rent. Okay. And I don't want to be homeless. <laughs> um, yeah, we get asked this one a lot of why Bug Bashes are important, I think. 
it comes down to your philosophy on life. Um, as you guys can tell, I'm a fine arts person. I definitely am not a computer science degree. I believe in emotions over logic. And if you see my life, it's where most of my decisions begin to go wrong. Um, but listen, you can run a bug bounty program or I was briefly at RSA and I think somebody's selling like an email to PGP key and just calling that a service now. Like you can do quote unquote security, but if you don't know your community, if you don't know the minds of the people coming after you, if you don't understand how people are attacking you, you're never going to be safe. Never. When you get to sit down with a buses, if you get to sit down with the specters, if you get to sit down with a queue, like you're going to understand how they think. Well, hopefully not too much because that's going to be maddening because it's, yeah, I understand you guys way too much and I'm already insane. But if you understand how you think, you can begin to, one, understand that you need to think about this long before it hits a live environment. You need to be thinking about this in development. You need to think about this in planning. You need to be thinking about this when you're thinking about if the idea you're pitching needs to even get into a slide deck. You need to be thinking from security from step zero. And it's hard to prove that to non-security people. So for these events, we bring the marketing people in, we bring the programmers, we bring the C-suite, we bring, hell, we're bringing board members in. I'm trying to convince my own company that we need to be focused more on our own internal security. And the best way to do that is meet hackers. Hackers are cool. Hackers are smart. Oh, wait, I, I work for Buck Carter, so let's use researchers. Hackers are tight. <laughs> I came from radio where I listened to, you know, sports and A's baseball and San Jose Sharks hockey every day. And, like, yeah, sports fans are cool and they're interesting in their own way that, you know, they wear, you know, basically cosplay every day. But uh, hackers could be doing so much more damage with this stuff and they choose to, one, ethically submit them, two, to make the world a safer place, and three oftentimes forego a bigger payday to make sure that it actually gets fixed and that innocent people aren't getting victimized. Yeah. Right? Like, let's just, let's call that out. Like, I know I'm not supposed to be saying this. Sorry, Sam Chow. Um, how much would your, some of your biggest bugs have gone for? Like, well, the on the dark web? Like, a lot. Like, the a full, lot. like a full <laughs> automotive exploit chain? How much? Small island money? I don't know. Yeah. Are we talking about bugs, or are we just talking about just anything? Just anything you found. I know there's some well, Saudi princes that are in the market so right now. So let's say, let's say, yeah. like, if every one of us brought the biggest, like, weaponizable vulnerability or exploit we built out together right now and sold it as like a lump sum to someone, it would definitely be above, I would say, six figures. Oh, it, it would be right. seven figures. Oh easy. my god, yeah. millions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. Yeah, no doubts. Access to payment databases and literally fucking just ridiculous amounts cool. of shit. Dealing cars. Not even just like cars, it's like fucking yeah. AWS shit. Right? Like insane bad. data. But everybody in this room has said, I'm going to forego those riches. One, because you don't want innocent people to get hurt, I assume, right? Like you're you don't nobody wants to steal from somebody's grandma. Nobody wants to get the bank account from like your mother-in-law that, you know, has questionable Facebook memes and then gets her ID stolen, right? Yeah, I might be too That's personal really with swords. Yeah, that is a really personal one. Thanks, Mom. Um, and, uh, that, well, that's an off-air story. She might get mad at me. Um, but 
you choose to do the right thing because at your core, I don't really believe in good and evil, but like you guys are as close to good as you can get. You're choosing to make the world a better place at the sacrifice of fidelity. <laughs> yeah. Try. You said something really interesting last night that was I thought was a really good summation of like this whole culture, I guess, in, in general, is that that we have people that are here looking for vulnerabilities and searching them out and, and actively thinking of not only how what the impacts of them are, but like how to actually fix them. And that if people apply that same mindset to other aspects of the world, the world will suck a lot less. And I think that's like I don't know, it made me think really hard. I was yeah. like, it's, it's really good it's a really good point. Because like it's it's definitely a thing where I guess the mindset that the people who come to these kind of events and, and work on this kind of stuff have is applicable to so many other areas of things. And I think it's cool to to have the collaboration aspect and identifying other problems with other people. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, definitely a really good thing. Like slightly building off that, I think something that is kind of surprising, especially people who haven't like thought about this area of work or like this topic area at all, is the kind of like personal connections we have. Like we, the people in this room, we talk to each other a good chunk, like a good amount digitally and remotely, like a lot. Like, well, I mean, for a while we've been talking like for multiple hours every week to do the show, but like we, we talk a lot outside of that too, and it's it's a it's a, it's a lot. But also in person, like we're sitting in a room right now, or sitting in a car going somewhere, it's a big change. Like we're getting, it's it's interesting to see how this subject area is treated a lot with like chaos and danger and you know, the dark side of a lot of things. But it, it's cool to see when everyone gets together in one spot and we're working on one program, kind of with one goal. How how close everything gets. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I know it's very cheesy, but Bug Crowd Ops always says, well, I say this, and then they begrudgingly agree with me, teamwork makes the dream work. Hashtag it. But also, yeah, I think if everybody had a hacker mindset, the world would be probably a whole lot less fucked up. Yeah. I think that people, there's two type of people basically in life, because binary realities do exist. There's people that talk about doing shit. There's people that go out and do that shit. And the definition of a hacker is somebody who's going off to get the job done. Whether it's hack that thing, fix that problem, find that bone. That is what everybody in this room does. Yeah. And just the act of changing small things like that changes the world at a much bigger scale. Yeah. No, I definitely thought that was something that I was definitely thinking was like a very good point to kind of hammer home to some people because it's like... Yeah, I don't know. Things like really suck sometimes, and you're just like, you know, I can fix some things or make people, you know, more secure, safer, you know, make sure that things don't explode. Oh, and totally. Feel, you feel like you've done your part in some way. And have fun doing it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I want to say very ironically, this, so this, the bug guy should generate three days. Uh, this is, is kind of, we're kind of at like the biggest slump there is during this, because the first day, you're getting your lay of the land, like you're, you're doing some reading, you're figuring out how things work. Day two is really that like deep dive area. You're really combing into stuff, and you're starting to learn stuff. Day three is really where like a lot of that like slinging exploits comes and like reporting stuff, and that's really fun. But we're right now in the midst of like the mentally kind of hardest part, where you're just combing through so much stuff. But this is still kind of the reaction we're getting so far. Like we all agree this is awesome, and being around people like this is great. But this is still the hardest time probably in the studio. Oh, totally. Robin Dunbar, who's a 1960s philosopher 
who made the Dunbar's number. It's the number of how many people you can give a shit about. The, the answer is 150. The monkey sphere. The monkey yeah. sphere. <laughs> uh, but he had uh, what he called the celitations of growth. And it's, in any period, the middle's always the worst. That's why you have your midlife crisis. That's why the middle of a roller coaster is boring as hell. That's why the second act in a James Bond movie is always boring and I fall asleep and have to get woken up at the end of the theater. Like Middle child. Middle <laughs> child. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know. It's It's been pretty great. I think, yeah, this has been a hard one. I mean, it's some difficult tech. It's some weird interactions. Uh, I think everybody has been saying technical details so far over my head. I had to bring in one of my infrastructure people to translate to me. What the hell is going on? There's a lot of stuff on the whiteboard. <laughs> oh, dude, whiteboarding is so good. Um, yeah, and so, one, you guys have done a great job keeping morale up, because that's always the battle, is the battle with yourself. Um, I don't know, it's been kind of cool, and it's cool to see day three is going to be tomorrow. I know you guys are going to rock some incredibly great bones. I know that people are salty and, like, in that frustration moment, because we all get there. But, I mean, also, I want to point out to everybody in this room, how many of you have messaged me on Slack that says, hey, we're not going to find shit, and then minutes later, oh, I just popped this P1. Oh, look at that. It's a personal call-out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, everybody in this room is so intensely talented. Like, I'm really excited to see what you guys come up with day three. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's, like, we're saying that, like, you do a lot of, like, really good stuff. Like, you're saying, like, you're not, like, you fight for, for us. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I literally got on a call. I don't know if you guys can hear me, but I was like, I love playing bad cop. Like, I'm an antagonist. I'm not even going to pretend that it's, like, a part of the job I don't enjoy. I love fighting for people. I love fighting for people I care about, too. And the best part about fighting is if you're doing it for no reason and just doing it for yourself, you're just an asshole. But if you're doing it to make other lives better, like, I would not fight for your bones if I didn't think they were real. I think all the work you guys put in is incredibly valuable. Um, we're trying to get them to talk about a bone, hopefully in the future. Um, but it's, it comes from those arguments of, I don't understand why this is important. And the argument we kept coming back was, you can't leak social security numbers, <laughs> which is a wild thing to have to argue. This is not Arlo, by the way. So nobody blow up their Twitter, but like, this was a bone I had to talk about today. Like, you don't, you don't leak socials. And the fact that that becomes commonplace mm -hmm. and, like, needs to be brought up. Two years ago, when I was at a different and equally great cybersecurity company, like, that was, like, almost day-to-day -day argument. Like, like, we would have to tell people constantly, no, no, you can't, you know, leak PII. But because of stuff like bug bounty, because of stuff like this, because of all the rules going in in Europe, that's now a fight that I've only had to have, like, twice in my year in a couple months here. Like, in the short four years that I've been here, I've seen the impact of bug batches. I've seen the impact of bug bounties. I've seen the impact of every single person at this event here today. Yeah. And so, like, like we're talking about these middle areas. I think that's where bug bounty and hacking is right now, right? It's in this middle area. I mean, you know, we have our million-dollar hackers. We have questionable marketing from third-party companies making fun of hackers. Like, we're in this middle slump, and I'm excited for us to begin to bust the hell out of it. And, like, like, honestly, like, a bat out of hell just rise. Yeah. And, like, I think that that's where we're beginning to go. And if you guys want me to call my shot, DEF CON's going to be interesting. Like, I've heard some rumors of people, like, really starting to go for it and really starting to invest in stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I just want to get some honest reactions, so I'm going to need you to hit the sensor button when I say these company names. Sure, sure. But, like, ooh, going to put their security team in their main company party. That's the first fucking time in their history yeah. that they're doing this. Uh, one of the biggest companies in the world saying, here's our big video game IPs, here's our big hardware IPs. Oh, and on equal par with our movies and comic books and all this stuff is goddamn security. Yeah. That is fucking befuddling to me <laughs> that they see multi-billion dollar franchise security together as equal. So what we're doing has impact, and what we're doing has growth and, and growing, and you guys coming and bawling out at these bug bashes is the only way that I can prove to the world that what we're talking about is real. Yeah. You guys have the skills, you guys have the knowledge, I'm just your fucking megaphone, and I'm loving yelling into it because you guys are giving me some great ammo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's like, as I was saying, it's so good to have people do that, like, for you, because, like, right, it's like... A lot of the time, there's a disconnect between like, uh, you know, like communication skills are real important, like soft skills, are real important. And sometimes it's hard for people to like write, to like write the executive summary, and like write to get, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have better stuff to do with your life. Leave that to me. <laughs> I love waxing poetic. I can just <laughs> ramble on and on. I mean, most of you guys have heard me ramble on and on. <laughs> um, but like something we do is make sure that you guys can be digested by a non-technical audience and the first step of that is you guys communicate with me exceptionally well i mean i think if i can share some employee feedback mm -hmm. um we have a new social media coordinator she's very new to security and she constantly said i was impressed that they didn't talk it down to me while explaining what they were doing yeah imagine the shitty interactions that she had to have that it's now a positive that people aren't talking down to her yeah. yeah like that just speaks to how fucking bitch in this community is yeah like you guys you guys make it so easy to love because you understand what kind of life's about it's about fixing stuff it's about getting shit done it's about making action mm. so like as much as you give me a compliment i'm always here right. to give you back a compliment <laughs> all right so um i guess from now um does anybody have anything to say before we uh Cut off this part here. Uh, shut the fuck up and get a lawyer. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, um, Kevin, and everybody else who's here. And uh, we'll be back, uh, I guess. And we return. Oh, hi there. Oh, I didn't Whoa. see you there. Welcome. Uh, oh. <laughs> Hello? Oof. Oof. Ooh. really Ooh. snuck up on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was our that was our interview uh, with Kevin. It was a lot of fun. Um, he has a really interesting perspective on on all this. Um, I highlighted it in the actual interview, but that whole thing of of people um, trying to or people were to take the same approach they do to bug bounties and hacking, um, you know, problem solving, trying to make things better. And apply that to other things, um, the world would definitely be a much better place. So, something that I'm definitely, <laughs> that was a really good quote. So, I'm, I'm yeah. I feel like, I hope that we, we can imbue on people as well because I don't know, we've always tried to do interesting stuff or do funny things or try to challenge people, not in like the just play the devil's advocate uh, sort of challenging people, <laughs> um, but uh, in ways that make people think. So, 
I would definitely um, take that with you. And yeah, um, check out Bug Bunnies if you have not. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we covered about just uh, collaborative approaches. Collaboration is key. Um, definitely work with people if you're going to get into stuff. Don't be afraid to ask questions and um, just keep playing around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we still have a whole lot of projects going on that is just like there's uh, like Pike is still been doing the, the glasses thing with uh, Jules. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I get a pair of those. That's been a lot of fun to play with. It's like on the back burner still for me. Like, yeah, I got yeah, it all compiled and like wrote a little bit of code and then I'm like, oh, I need to do the next thing. And then like the next thing I was playing with like arm assembly. I was like, oh, cool. Like just fucking Monday afternoon after work, like learn a different <laughs> architecture. Yeah, there's no shortage of projects we found. It'd be cool to find a way to like interface and grab people for certain projects that might not be in, in our direct sites, but are adjacent to stuff because definitely collaboration is, is key for for hacking projects. Um, I think I'll attest, as I've done a few bug bashes now, and the experience is very different no matter what than just doing bounties on your own or even like on a on a call with people it's not only a lot more fun when there's people around you but you tend and i don't know if i mentioned that in the show or not or in the record or not but i think you start to realize a lot more stuff when you're around people because mm -hmm. when you're on your own in these like deep deep rabbit holes you miss stuff even if you don't realize it and having people around you even just to say like hey what about this possible theory usually ends up going to really crazy places yeah or sometimes when you're like looking in one direction and you know you, you might find that you have some level some bug that you could leverage like say an ssrf or something right so you're like well what can i do with this and you're like just and the answer is absolutely nothing like you, you know you can read from you random forever um or some some stupid shit like that uh or you know there's like five other bugs that you're not looking at because you're too busy being like, oh, this is definitely going to be something good if I just find the thing that doesn't exist to go with it. Like, you can't complete the chain. Sorry, speaking about SSRF stuff, shout out to Reese Ellsmore. Uh, yeah. He knows why. Reese is dude. Hope he's feeling better. Reese is yeah. the man. Hope it's not coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we really have a plan for our next few minutes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was actually replying to Dave real quick. Um, but yeah, no. Um, basically, everybody who had, who made a tuned in um, over here, um, we are while we're airing the interview. Um, tom or not tomorrow? In two weeks from now, March seventeenth will be our last episode um, of the normal podcast. Um, we will have other people that will be using this channel to stream stuff. To and we're going to work on um, basically transforming our website into like a curated um, sort of news thing, similar to the way we do our show notes, but just uh, a bit more automated and also not weekly, but just updated whenever it's updated. Um, and so we will have some really cool stuff to be sharing with that. We have a lot of people that do streams already and do really cool stuff and will now have a bit more free time to work on that if we're not working on, on the podcast itself. Um, and so I guess just continue to watch our space. Um, everybody who's listed in uh, the BBL, um, thanks to everybody who, you know, we love and care about. 
about and uh, all the streamers that we and youtubers and podcasts that we mentioned definitely go check them out if you like this sort of format um and you want to see more interesting technical content that you might not see anywhere else um and yeah um that's pretty much it it's the next episode that we're gonna have we're just gonna try to get a bunch of us on here maybe some people who haven't been on in a year plus and um you know keep it going yeah keep an eye on our twitter as well like that's where we shit post the most of our shit i, su- I assume uh, like oh, i suppose is uh twitter is still the place that we we announce things so like if we rather than like being like oh i better go to thugcrowd.com like you know you can watch twitter and you you'll find out what we're up to um and that will go with challenges and, and joining a you know matrix and that's all still still happening yeah um so yeah i mean um we'll just see you all in two weeks um we'll be here same time 9 p.m uh, america new york also um march 20th and 21st we will be doing live coverage of the wrc cdc um collegiate cyber defense challenge um competition where we're going to basically just provide a bunch of commentary so you'll come chill with us we'll have polls and random stuff happening so we can maybe interact with uh people and and um cause some mischief and it'll be a lot of fun we're just gonna try to do do our best uh do our best um you know sports commentator uh (laughs) Stuff yeah, I'm gonna be for... yelling rock bottoms like you know, like yeah. You know, what's that? Uh, <laughs> RKO out of nowhere. Oh, oh, rock bottom, rock bottom. Um, Give him the power shell. Give him the power shell. Hide <laughs> <laughs> him with a chair. Um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be hell in a cell. You know, uh, it's gonna be like hell in a shell. Hell in a shell. Hell in a shell. Hell in a shell. Oh my god! You have to tell us about talking about that. We'll we'll make some art for that. Hell in a shell. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> gonna be uh friday night um uh raw packets uh and then mm-hmm. saturday raw packets and, yes uh, yeah scorched earth be... <laughs> yeah yeah the, the scorched earth who, uh that's gonna be the fi- was it called a fire match you know where they, where they like oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that, that'll be the last day there's gonna be fire the cages royal fucking rumble royal rumble yeah it is there's eight teams with eight players on each team and that's the that's the the blue side right the blue team yeah yeah yeah. and then the red team is a bunch of uh, so the the defenders are students and the attackers are are not (laughs) they're seasoned industry professionals (laughs) it's kind of like uh yeah it's gonna be like 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 beating up kids for fun almost but um. yeah yeah it's like if your high school it's like if your high school baseball team went and played the yankees <laughs> and it's great and it's all it's all much better for it like yeah but if the yankees were excited about your high school team getting better yeah <laughs> yeah at the end at the end like that's the end result is that we hope we are uh you know training and a generation of people to do better work but, but while we're in it first. it's not about train it's not about learning at all it's about making kids cry uh, it's kind of the learning like, comes afterward it's kind of like <laughs> any team from australia's nbl up against the like globetrotters like it's it's doing backflips <laughs> like you know all kind of like cartwheels and shit uh, yeah i mean no it's, de- it's definitely a cool thing though i mean you don't really get to experience something like that unless you are under attack and yeah. that's 
it's a it's a good way to learn but if you are not prepared then that sucks for your company um the keyword under attack might tell you something there yeah yeah, but I mean, if you've ever been there before, while well, you're getting uh, DDoSed or someone's uh, actively pilfering information from your databases, or and posting it on Twitter live, yeah, um, <laughs> it's definitely scary as fuck. Why can't I hold all these packets? <laughs> <laughs> when you're, uh, you know, when like you, you're ha- like in the moment and like you just everything's happening, and then you just stop and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Am I even? And then you go, okay, right. And then, like, you know, refocus. But yeah, there's those moments of, like, holy shit, I have to do this right now. Like, I, yeah. I can't stop. Like, I can't, it's, you know, like, when you're doing a lot of R&D stuff or if you're the attacker, you know, kind of thing, you can kind of be like, oh, I'm going to walk away for a minute, think about it. I'll, I'll you know, I'll go make a coffee. Like, this is going to, like, you know, I can't leave the computer or it will catch fire and then yeah. burn down the whole house. It's worth noting that they also are, they can't just sit there and defend because they're also given tasks to do. They're like, oh, you know, uh, spin up a mail server. So it's like they have to balance like these tasks that are given every so often. Uh, And so they can't just spend their entire time like talking to you on on, in Notepad on VNC. Uh, but yeah, I know. A lot of fun. Databases will be dropped. Tears will be shed. Good times will be had by most of all. Most all. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, that sort of brings us up on the half hour. We're just a little bit over, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we should probably wrap it up, but Thug Crowd fans, we're not going anywhere really we're just changing it up and hopefully bringing you more of the good stuff and less of us rambling less of me rambling i ramble well, yeah. <laughs> less of us um uh having the stream just shit out and die um, yeah <laughs> yeah just like i said just doing yeah. casual stuff just doing interesting stuff right i think yeah if you're wondering what's going on what you can expect is less kind of scheduled news and more of the just sporadic crazy cool stuff less yeah. telling news more making news <laughs> real hacker hours <laughs> well alrighty well thanks everybody for listening uh, we'll be back on March 17th for our final episode so be sure to tune in we'll be hanging out probably doing some weird stuff um, who knows <laughs> but we will be around then and then the 20th and 21st mark your calendars for our Hell in a Shell uh, WR the uh, live stream coverage. So stay tuned and oh, yeah. see you in two weeks. Bye. See ya. Peace. Peace. Your mom's